Hey everybody, uh, this is Brandon Zelensky, captain of Star Child, one half of Omega Team, and you're listening to the Robocast. Hello everyone, my name is Sam Elliott 64 and welcome back to the Robocast and I have no voice this week. Pardon? <laughs> <laughs> Speak up, Sam. I'm trying. Well, joining, joining me and assisting me through the podcast this week. You far away. I am far away. I'm, 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 in, the other, I'm in the other room. Um, still in Bristol. Yeah. Yeah. Used to be an hour. Cl- used to be an hour further away from you. Now it's all. We're all good. Now we're back. We're yes. back where we're supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, joining us this week, as always, are Steve the American Killjoy and World of Woodrow. And joining us. The wonderful Brandon, and my former co-commentator, of course, Brandon Zelitsky <laughs> from Starchild. How you doing, dude? On the CV, doing pretty it? well. I had a blast while I was over there, so I need to make it back over there sometime. That was a that was a fun time. Absolutely, I, yeah. Bring Starchild over. I, I, you know, we <laughs> saw a a similar Starchild esque design this weekend at the UK Championships in Bristol, but you know, Starchild would be that extra special little addition. We've seen you know Wayo travel over from the Netherlands, and we've obviously travelled over to the states for. Norwalk Havoc, it's time for the return trip. <laughs> time to time to bring it back over there. Yeah, I'm I'm planning on bringing. So right now I have no parts left for the Beetle, so I'm planning on rebuilding it for Motorama in February because that event's an absolute blast. Mm. And so after that, I'll have all my parts again and be able to bring it places. So maybe next year we'll see. Fingers crossed. It'd be it'd be awesome to see. Um, but we're not here to talk about Beetle Starchild in its entirety. We're here to talk about Heavyweight Starchild and your run in this week's BattleBots Champions episode. Um, we'll start off with a question from Tenny on Discord, who asks, what was the inspiration for Starchild in its origins? Did Gabriel from Robot Wars have any part in it? So, it, it, Gabriel did, and once I kind of like figured out what I wanted to do, and I was like researching about other robots that were of this type, the initial inspiration was really just sitting and just brainstorming for hours on how to make a spinner that wasn't like other spinners. So it had like something kind of different to it. And I was like, well, what if I do one of the things that we, we I came up with? Well, not me, but me and my team and a whole bunch of other people. And you've seen it a lot recently now, too, is a design that we refer to as potator, which is just rotator, but with four wheels. And so essentially like an overcutter slash undercutter with forks on the back. And so that's another design that's picked up recently. And because that's kind of like a slightly different way to do a, a spinner. And so I liked top attacks. I thought they were cool. So I was like, all right, can we do a top attack that doesn't have an actuated arm? And so we're like, all right, fixed arm. We can do some kind of thwacking thing. And then that lent to the big wheels because... It means you can clear your opponent as you swing. And then we're like, all right, here, we're, we're at something that we can go from. And we went from there. And But I, I ended up watching, I mean, anything that had large wheels and swung, I watched every fight that they had from. So I've certainly seen their fights. And I saw, I've seen more recently the, the Zed kill fights with Monsoon mm-hmm. and from a couple of weeks ago, which were pretty awesome to see. So definitely... Keeping the keeping my finger on the pulse of the the big wheel robots. 
as you should, I think, you know, there's, there's a lot of interesting designs going around at the moment. Obviously, we saw how successful Huge were in the last season of BattleBots as well. Oh, you know, they've yeah. really kind of got to that stage. We're going to see we're going to see twice or three times the amount of bots that have big wheels <laughs> now. I feel like that's going to Well, I mean, if people want to actually take a bite out of that apple, you know, it's it's a it's quite a daunting task I to try to my, get something like this going. I had considered for my next beetle doing big wheels, but I, I've stepped away from that idea just for now. I might still build it at some point because I think it yeah. will be fun. But in the beetle, it's totally reasonable and like fun to do, mm. right? My yeah. beetle wheels cost like 20 bucks. So it's mm. not like it's all that uh it's not all that bad. Whereas the heavyweight, it's, it's doing the heavy, the, doing yeah. yeah, doing big wheels on a heavyweight is a is an investment. Anytime we talk to Jonathan about the cost of his wheels and had like it's just like no, yeah, it's that's just bad. Insane. It's bad. It's no better with yeah. us. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Okay, so moving on from that, uh, we have another question from the uh, bot jammer on Discord and uh, Starchild. Uh, the beetle uh, obviously has the. The, the theming where you know star child kiss that the star we got that but who came up with the sci-fi theme for uh for the heavyweight like this you pulled this creature out of the deep you know yeah so we started off with the kiss theme right and that was actually the star child was initially named by my girlfriend i was like hey i have this robot with this piece that looks like a guitar what should i name it we bounced across a couple of things we ended up with star child and then mm -hmm. when we went, moved it to heavyweight, I was like, I don't really want to do Kiss theme for the heavyweight because no. I don't want to wear a leotard on national television. <laughs> paint my face. I can't Coward. do that. Coward. Yeah, right. Coward. <laughs> right. And so we like the name. We're like, all right, how can we find something that fits the name but has a different theme? And what we ended up with was uh, the Star Child skull, which is this relic that was found. I can't remember where it was found, but it had this like oddly deformed head and the theory, there was a theory that it was an alien and it had come down and, and died on earth. And this was oh, the wow. skull of this alien. Um, it turned out that I can't, I can't remember whether it had some genetic condition, some genetic deformity or what they did, but they found out it was mm -hmm. just like an, and person. Right. But uh, <laughs> the kind of legend continued. And so uh, if you look at, if you look up the star child skull, it's like this big, no, I got it right here spooky alien uh stuff and so we're like all right let's kind of roll with that so the star child is going to be an alien and so we started with all right we want some kind of alien type theme and it also helped that there was no other team at BattleBots that did that kind of theme so we're mm -hmm. like all right let's start let's have the robot be the alien and if the robot's going to be the alien we'll be the we'll be the people that have captured the alien and so that's how we ended up with all of us having the alien movie themed outfits and then the omega like the loader the, that we and the crane yeah yeah it, it's really cool like the robot despite not having a season in the wind column that we want the presentation of the robot as we roll it out i'm still like ah this was really cool <laughs> i love it it's really cool 100 i have to borrow the hacksmith's power loader next year <laughs> drive that thing out just holding it it'd be fun um this guy I've never heard of before, Anthony D'Ambrosio, weird name, um, <laughs> asks, what do you feel is the ideal temperature for a hot tub? Sincerely, your teammate who is too hungover from a bachelor party to join a podcast. <laughs> Sounds like he had a good time. Discount or Aldi, <laughs> Aldi Tom Cruise, as he is known. Uh... <laughs> Or I guess uh, I guess Tesco Tom Cruise if if we're on this podcast. Well, I mean nice. Aldi's a German company. I'm sure you guys know about it. We have, Aldi, yeah. no? we have Aldi. We have Aldi. Okay, yeah. I was gonna say. So uh, 
Yeah, preferably warmer than what we had. <laughs> the yeah the the issue was the issue was this year at, at, at BattleBots. So for the people who don't get the background to that, so we are two teams, right? So we have Ripperoni and Starchild. So we pool all of our money, we pool all of our stipends. Um, we we are gonna we we run as one team, and we pool all our money, pool all our stipends, and get one Airbnb for all of us. And the nice thing about that is that when we do that, we can typically get a nicer place per unit dollar than a smaller place because there's fewer places for big groups and they're booked less so one of the things that we've found is that a pool and or a hot tub is a great thing to have especially when you need to relax it's better than sitting in a hotel room with the you're into with nine people from your team and just being like the whole yeah. time so <laughs> it's wonderful for relaxation and uh a lot of places have hot tubs but they will be like either apprehensive to turn them on or not totally functional uh we yeah, had to we had to harass so coordinated they'll burn your eyes right we had to harass <laughs> our our airbnb owner pretty much every day is like turn the hot turn the hot tub on at the end we were putting like tarps over the hot tub so that it would heat <laughs> up better because yeah exactly because it was it was i mean at night it gets chilly and with it the does. wind it just sucks all the heat out of it so we're like all right we got to prepare such that the hot tub is hot when we get back to the pits <laughs> so good it's so good um i feel like this is an oddly appropriate and kind of targeted question considering my current state um, yes henry strang friend of the podcast uh, on discord asks what is your ideal karaoke anthem for those who don't know, this is how Sam <laughs> lost his voice. It's true. It is. Yeah. So that is that is appropriate. But I, I will I will point to this this desk toy that so my girl and I my girlfriend and I have been together for eight years, and on Halloween was our anniversary. Let's see. I don't know if it's going to show up. No, <laughs> no it doesn't. Invisible. Hold on. Uh, let me get something solid to put behind it. Oh yes, my work. Laptop. Well, there's always you. You're pretty solid. Go. Yeah, but it's but it's gonna be hard to see it. So okay. um it's like this little lighted sign. Wow, oh. that still isn't show. Come on, <laughs> such a good zoom. Zoom. <laughs> Go me. This is like twenty this is like twenty twenty right now. All right. No oh, virtual yeah. background. So it's like this little uh, lighted sign. Oh, with that's my awesome. favorite song on it, which would be my karaoke anthem all the time, which is your love by the outfield. Oh lovely. <laughs> Very got there. We got there. We got there. It took me a couple minutes. <laughs> it's all good. That's a really cool. That's a really cool. Uh, really cool desk piece, though, because it's it's just it's like, it's like yeah, it's, the player on your phone. That's yeah, really cool. It's got a little stand and it lights up and all that fun stuff. It's really cool. Yeah, all the things you don't know you can find. Oh, anyway, uh, so next one, Ivan Roy on Facebook. Uh, I feel like we've treaded this water, these waters before, um, mm. but uh, I feel like it does need repeating. Maybe we'll see. Uh, so people ask, uh, I mean, you, you you brought Style Child around this time, but you had another robot uh, in P1 and P1 Evo, uh, just P1 on TV. Uh, so they're asking, uh, had P1 come back for World Championship 7, but had Star Child's fight schedule uh, that same year, do you think you would have fared better or would have just been, you know, it would, it, would, it, would it have been, you know, similar waters or, you know, did you feel like you were getting somewhere with P1 or, you know? I mean, Talk so the, so the tough thing with P1, as far as like, are you getting somewhere, right? The mm -hmm. the question with P1 in as is, like as a lifter, is are you kind of capped on how well you can do? And mm -hmm. that's that's the challenge that we were that we were fighting against. Is 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 are we capped? You know, and there's a lot of things that we could do to it. 
that were minor. Uh, it never had magnets. We never ran magnets on it. Like we could have run magnets. Uh, we I don't know. We wouldn't be where Claw Viper is for speed, but we'd be close no. with magnets. Mm -hmm. And so we could we could be that fast. We could be we could be a lifter. Uh, but I think the other thing too is that the producers kind of made it clear to us that it was not like what the vision of the show was in the future. It was like they wanted more dramatic stuff. Like Greg, Greg for years with me was like, just make it a little bit more exciting. You know, it's like, I always <laughs> felt that P1 was really exciting, but I understand where he's coming from. So there's, there's that aspect of it. As far as this year, uh, they, I mean, they wouldn't have given us the schedule. It, like if we came back with P1 oh, as a lifter, yeah. they wouldn't have given us the schedule. But if you're looking yeah. at it, like, I mean, gigabyte, I think is a really, I wouldn't say easy, but a really good, opponent oh, for p1 because yeah. it's a wedge yeah. and you just push into it you know so that's kind of what it's for um mammoth would have been funky we almost actually grudged mammoth at the end of the 2021 season so that'd be kind of funny i think that'd be a fun fun fight to watch huge would have been not a fun fight to watch i think no. that would have just been us loading up on top in front armor and seeing if we can control him around the box and break his weapon but he was so dominant and so uh so powerful this year yeah. uh it, breaking the weapon would have been really challenging so we don't really have much to control a robot like that i have considered for p1 like a big uh plow thing to control a large wheel robot but we didn't build it maybe we would have built it if we built p1 i don't know but yeah i mean it probably would have won more fights just because of the matchups but like i said they wouldn't have given us that schedule if we brought p1 they would have especially coming off of a top 16 season mm. they would have given us like it would have been like haha enjoy like savoy's and witch doctor and have fun. <laughs> <laughs> problem with the success is you, go, you get punished for it the next season oh yeah mm -hmm. Um, I reckon we saved the last question for later, Sam. Yeah, I agree. We'll, we'll save that for the end of the uh, end of the podcast. In the meantime, we'll go on with the episode itself. If you haven't seen it, click off now. Come back later. It's a great episode. I think easily, easily the best of this of this kind of mini run of, of champions. Hundred percent agree. I am horrifically biased <laughs> as it is a pool of basically all of my favourite robots. <laughs> I was saying, if you swap out Gruff with Blip, you've made my day. That is, that's all of them. You've, you've won. Thank you. <laughs> the, the gruff disrespect is unreal. I know. I mean, it, okay. it had a decent showing today, but it's not one of my favorites. No. Gruff is so funny. Like, gruff has this, gruff has this, like, air. I think people put file uh, gruff under, like, with Gigabyte and Tombstone and such as, like, oh, it's like, it's kind of like an older robot. It's like, oh, whatever. But it's so it's so and it's and all of those robots have, have have updated even though they look the same people don't realize mm -hmm. how much different they are internally from what they used to be so it's like i think that's a bit unfair in general but gruff is very extremely funny because the robot is running like stupid amounts of magnet they're running like 400 pounds of magnet or something silly it's adjustable strength they're running brushed and brushless drive yeah in order to get low speed control it's it's a very very funny robot inside they have their I, own alloy of steel yeah <laughs> I, like they, i think people just like look at it and go factor. oh steel box and like ooh flames you know but there's um, so much more underneath to it than the hood, that. it's it is very sophisticated and it's um, wild we'll, we'll yeah. talk about gruff a little bit later but we'll start with well you kind of mentioned them already claw yeah. viper and they take on shatter yeah. in already a great fight <laughs> There yeah. some, great, some great hits from Shatter. It, like the fact that Eric was able really to snipe good connections. Over, like so many times, he was able to like hit it and 
Claw Viper's not a slow target. <laughs> no. no. I mean, the, the, the pull surprise worked really, really well. Lighter weight, better to swing for a while anyway. They obviously had the issues later in the fight where the, the X stopped swinging, but while they were swinging, they were hitting. The accuracy was spot on from Shatters. Yeah. The best we've seen all season. Mm-hmm. Completely agree. And obviously... We saw a slightly different Claw Viper to normal. The no wraparound armor all loaded on top to shield themselves from those hits. Obviously, it paid off, I think, in the end. Mm-hmm. But once again, I'll talk about it when we get to Claw Viper's second fight, because obviously they won the fight. There has not mm-hmm. been a bad Claw Viper fight this year. Like, no, it had no. six or seven fights, every single yeah. one. Absolute banger. Kevin has yeah. built a mean machine this year round, and I do... They they keep mentioning all the way through the episode, like, oh, this was a mid-tier robot in previous years that has finally stepped up. I don't think that's necessarily true, because this Claw Viper is, I would say, almost as good as last year's one. Mm-hmm. Last year being last season, as opposed to last year yeah. when they actually... Yeah, season, season six. Um, but it was, like, the development stage, and then this is the, okay, we're running with it kind of yeah. thing, and, and it was honed and, and refined and it worked stupendously well they didn't quite get the lifts that they wanted in this fight um mm-hmm. but i think that's a product of like moving your weight to somewhere else on the robot that they and shatter is a big robot we've discussed it in the past that it's it's reasonably boat-esque in a field that is yep um shrinking shatter is still quite large um so yeah i i think it was a, a tough thing for Claw Viper to lift, but they did well. They managed to get him up onto the screws at the end, which was a lasting image, I think, for the judges. Yeah. I, I, I feel like that's a very good uh, analogy for, for this fight, where like it, it was like a snake fighting a boat, uh, where <laughs> it's it, it almost seemed like, like Shatter was kind of lagging behind Claw Viper on, on reaction. You know, like it, it felt like it was... It, it felt like you had, you know... Claw Viper basically driving around the box like normal, but you had, you know, Shatter driving through mud, you know, where it felt like there was, like, it, it. no matter how well you drive your robot, and with their, you know, advanced, really cool uh, Mechanum-style drive that mm-hmm. usually gets them into situations that, you know, is advantageous against the bot with, a, with four-wheel drive, but because of the way that Claw Vapor sucks itself to the ground with those magnets. It, it, it drives so much smoother than any other four-wheel drive mm. box. I mean, Shatter, it, we it's would say... It's such an advantage. Last, at the end yeah. of last season, Shatter was struggling on the floor. Is It was getting more yes. and more messed up. That mm-hmm. they, they just couldn't get all four mechanisms down on the floor at all yeah. times. And, and that slowed them up quite a lot. And I think that's still the case in this fight. There was one yeah. move I really liked from Shatter in this one, which is where um, Claw Viper is around the side of Shatter... Mm-hmm. And Shatter pins them using that Mechanum drive going sideways, mm-hmm. holding him against the wall on their side, which I was just like, yeah, this is not a normal fighting scenario, but I no. enjoy it nonetheless. Yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> my goodness, my voice. I, yeah. <laughs> I feel like uh, Kevin still, uh, even even with the idiot strap on the front of this robot, having that, that grip so he can't go all the way over, I still feel like he still has trouble handling the speed of this robot and making sure that he's actually mm-hmm. you know on star uh on shatter before he lifts that weapon up because it's just his bot darts around so quickly and i mean just it's already hard enough the, to get shatter no just couldn't find, find the robot 
Yeah, always kept always seemed to keep grabbing corners and a fork here mm. and a, a corner there. And it's it it, it just it, it couldn't get a really good uh a really good like ribot style grab where it just grabs the full body and then just bosses them to the other side of the arena. Um, you know, it always seemed that it it, it, it seemed that Shatter was more slippery in a way than uh, than other bots it's fought so far this year. But as Kevin said in the post match interview, you know, the more he gets to drive this robot the better he's going to be at it because yes i mean we, I mean, saw, we saw it at hrl like not too long ago did he win yeah. the 30s he did didn't he i think he won i'm not totally uh, sure uh, but i uh, think he did he, he did he had a, a deep run certainly with the kind yeah. of 30 pound version of claw viper so that's very clear that kind of those skills are transferable downwards and obviously the more sick time he gets with the little one yeah. it's not exactly the same because obviously norwalk is a wooden floor but it's mm-hmm. there, there are skills which you can pick up and kind of attribute to the larger robot. I mean, yeah. it, realistically speaking, smaller weight is going to move faster, and therefore it's probably reasonably similar. We, I mean, we've been saying about Claw Viper acting like a beetle all season, um, and you know, the thirty pounder is just a—it's a bit bigger, isn't it? <laughs> it is a bit bigger. It is a bit bigger. Um, yeah. So Claw Viper going through Shatter. Last we'll see of them this year, which is a bit of a shame considering how their seasons are. I think only the one win in the end out of the five, six yeah. fights. They've had a rough yeah, season. I, so. and mm. I think they're going to have to look at what they come back with next year. Yeah, there's, how there's they a little bit of soul searching. I bit. mean, 2020 was phenomenal season for Shatter yeah. and they need to now move forwards with the times as well and, and go, yeah. right, does this thing need to be smaller? Can we make it smaller? Can we put more energy into the hammer as a result? Can we, yeah. you know, look at everything that they can and can't do and bring something, you know, I, I don't want to say better because Shatter is still a decent robot. It's had yeah. some tough old matchups this year um, against some robots that you, you may not have expected against. Like, I'm just thinking back to the huge fight where you look at perhaps season six huge versus Shatter. Shatter stands a reasonable chance. Um, season seven huge. Unlucky. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. rough girl. Very um, Right before we move on to this next bit, where we we've had these these pre-fight uh, Kenny moments oh, the for, for the series, yeah, we had yeah we have the American odds, mm, yeah. uh, the money line, but we don't just have it for this fight; we have it for the entire card. Mm. Uh, I'm still dubious on the fact that Glitch is a plus six hundred for the season they've had. Um, I feel like that was maybe that's a little bit you know. You know, Generous, but uh, maybe yeah, just a touch. I feel like it's. I feel like they've taken a massive step step back this year. I don't know. I, I imagine next year, you know, we see it, if we see another glitch, it, it'll so. worked out some of those things where I feel we'll like they were another that. one that dealt with the floor not being flat. Mm. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, the the favorite in this episode is your your boy. You know, <laughs> two of our guys. Yeah, so Hyperchalk and Monsoon were were the were the two highest uh, possibilities at plus three hundred plus four hundred. Wonderful so. to see as well. Yeah. Like. Yeah. especially for Hypershock it's kind of expected at this point for Monsoon yeah. to have gone away for a, a few years and to come back as the second overall hotshot to win the this Sin City Slugfest is hmm. is remarkable and it's you know I, I feel it, it's warranted and I'm glad that they've recognised it for it mm-hmm. yeah I like how there's no minus figures here too where there's like no bot that's like a so clear heavy, runaway so heavy favourite yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> let's Talk about fight two, which is the aforementioned monsoon taking on Gruff. My new lock screen wallpaper, yes. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, that, that initial lift 
by Gruff and Monsoon hits its face on the floor. Beautiful, mm. beautiful lift from Gruff. Yeah, really um, stylish from and them. And then exactly what they need to do. And, and then, then, they, they went, and, and then Tom does what he does. I mean, obviously, Brandon, I don't know how much of an eye you'd have had on these fights. I don't know which order the fights happened in, but obviously you were not only part of the... I can tell you. So, obviously, <laughs> you, you were... It was seen many times on camera with the Ripperoni team, because obviously you are all under one umbrella. Did you have an eye on this fight, thinking, okay, we could end up fighting one of these two as well? Um, I think this was either right before... Like, these all happened in quick succession. I didn't mm-hmm. see either of these fights live, or at least I don't recall them. Uh, I mean... What'd you say, Jevin? You won't have done. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> looking at the sheet now. So Monsoon Gruff was up first. Uh, Claw Viper Shatter was two fights after that. And then you were two fights after that. And with how they were lining people up backstage. Yeah, uh, I could tell you precisely where I was. I was either in the battery tent or at the test box when these <laughs> fights were happening. So I did not see these. I tried to catch as many as I possibly could. But I mean, you just missed some of them. <laughs> so this one, I mean, yeah, definitely. Right. You're going to. I think though, at some point, we're just like you gotta, you gotta fight who is in front of us. And if we had, yeah, if we had won, we would have gone back and got and and looked at the fight and seen how it had gone and everything. So I mean, yeah, you gotta. I think the biggest thing is to focus on the opponent who's in front of you, hundred mm-hmm. yeah. percent. Fair, very fair. In Monsoon's case, eventually bouncing off the their weapon, Tom sorts yeah. himself bouncing out. off the shelf, you oh, know, and man. then. And then, and then Gruff is up the right way as well, which is yeah. impressive from Tom. Um, yeah. And then that was, you know, as soon he's as... The... a different beast in this fight, isn't mm. he? Yeah. Mr. Brewster let the animal out. Well, I think also the Gruff team kind of really, you know, it, it was really nice to see as well they included in the episode that you know, Tom going up to all of the Gruff team, shaking all their hands before the fight. You know, mm-hmm. that was really lovely to see. I know that happens mm-hmm. quite a lot, but we don't normally very see polite, it. Very polite, very British. Of course, of course. <laughs> To get to the arena and then he smashes up your robot. It does, as I know, yeah. right? It's like <laughs> if you were to look at it, thinking apologizing that... yesterday at champs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you look at it as if Tom's a villain for a second. Oh, he, he is. goes up to 100%. someone as a as a massive heel, saying, "Yeah, good luck." <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I imagine someone in the world has looked at that in that limelight, like with those goggles on. Not at all. Not no, at all. No, he's not like he's that. He's a stand-up guy. Mm-hmm. And poor old Gruff gets blown up from the inside out doesn't it it, it does it, yeah, it gets it, absolutely bodied um it, it it looks like something happens before it, it, it's that it's that big hit on the on the corner that that uh yeah that monsoon gets and then that little tippy tap at the end just that little spark <laughs> i feel like that was just I mean, timed so they've got perfectly UHMW, like... uhmw base play haven't they gruff it or... looks like it yeah it, it looks <laughs> um which you know, if Monsoon managed to hit something important, get a spark on the inside to hit something important, I don't mm-hmm. know. Well, every, everything else on that bot is so thick. I mean, you you run out of weight for a yeah. base plate, I guess. It's it's a. Uh, well, I suppose really it is tricky. meant to be impact absorbent as well. Yeah, I think yeah. it's like a half inch of UH. It's not like he just has yeah. a black uh, or a. Uh, uh, saran wrap under totally. the bottom, you know? yeah. No, <laughs> no, 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 yeah. It, it's definitely got some chew to it. Um, but yeah, anything with monsoon like strength is, is uh, it's gonna chew into that pretty easily. But it's mm-hmm. not even that they chewed into that; they chewed into the side, that back, they did. the back right wheel, they just, and, they and just something, hit it in the, something in the crossed end. over on the inside, and it turned into a cooker. <laughs> so, the gruff but yeah, this is open. a 
Yeah, Gruff Steakhouse is very much open. Uh, half price apps. Can I just uh, say I really, really like this matchup. Just in yeah. in terms of theming, the the rain versus the fire, which yeah. is it's just oh, it's very well done. Chef's kiss, love it. Yeah, how can I you feel have, like it, how know, can the right be, element won? Well, how can you have fire underwater? SpongeBob, SpongeBob answered these questions for us many years ago. Or Super Mario, you know. Exactly. If if that's where you're, I mean, at that point, you you play that game. If that's where you're you're drawing the line, I think I feel like there's other things that are a little bit more fantastic in those games. But you know, and SpongeBob too. So whatever. Yeah. <laughs> right, fight three. Those are over very quick. It was. It was very quick. I mean, it was fight. no less enjoyable though. No, I mean, no. Brandon, obviously, you you were, as we saw on on screen with the Ripperoni team. Is there a still a slight kind of trepidation with Glitch? Because obviously, as much as they've had a bit of a stinker this year, and they really have, like, the weapon still hits hard, and it looked at the start like Glitch was moving very nicely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so as far as our team, too, we uh, we didn't we didn't do much overlap this year. Like, I we came out for the last rip fight night fight, and they came out for our last fight night fight. And then we realized that because because BattleBots is usually very very strict about like the captain is the captain and like because I don't know if any of you have heard the story about when Jason Vasquez and Pete Lombardo from Hu from Whiplash and Huge respectively switched spots for an intro because <laughs> uh, oh. they look very similar because they, they do look similar <laughs> and that and then they made them refilm the intro because no. of that so oh. it's like we've heard stories like that so we didn't want to be that we didn't want to be that guy right and then we realized that like with seems reasonable with Tantrum and Blip and with Emulsifier and Shatter they're all going out it was like. All right, we're all going out from now on, which is what we wanted to do in the first place. So we all went out for these fights. Uh, so that was cool. But as far as your question goes with Glitch, there are still a really strong robot. People give, give oh, them yeah. so much shit. I don't, I just don't, oh, I don't know if I can swear. Sorry about that. Of course that. you can. Oh, swear, swear away. Swear away. Very good. Okay. Sorry about that. So they, they've just gotten, they've just caught so much shit about, about their season this year. The robot is still strong. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's really really tough and that they've made like this super big robot with a rough center of gravity over a non-conventional drivetrain and mm -hmm. you just get hung up on everything so it's yeah. it's something where it was like all right so i was coaching fred this fight and my theory with glitch was whatever you do do not drive into the weapon. If you go back nope. and watch Rotator, if you go back and watch everyone did it, everyone did it. It's driven. Like Jake, you were talking previously about the the Hydra fever or whatever. Hydra hysteria. That's yeah. it. Everyone just goes, "Oh, let's go for the weapon." Oh no, we're in the yeah. air. Yeah. Uh, oh, absolutely. And, and then they just glitches panic the, and drive into the weapon. Yeah. Yeah. Glitch is the the king of drunken boxing. It, it feels like you have them, and then they'll they'll turn around. Yeah, just turn that, around that, and be like, oh, that was well, the entirety of World Championship Six, where like this bot would just fall ass backwards into victory, and you'd wonder what the hell happened. What mm -hmm. happened? How did it do that? But it's 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 it it, it was so unassuming <laughs> in that season, where like you you really have to respect that weapon, uh, and yeah. you really have to respect how unpredictable that drive is i know they had trouble with it in world championship six and of course you know that um, unfortunately as the season went on and the floor become less and less flat it became obvious that this was very uh, uh <laughs> it was going to be a very rough time for them no matter what yeah. um i mean if they choose if they choose to to bring it back like i mean the weapon is mean it's got a ton of yeah. bite uh, I just don't <laughs> i mean yeah they're gonna need a, maybe a couple new ones we'll see but <laughs> the I mean the the whole thing with it is just like I mean I think I think they're a team where it's just adjustments like I don't know 
I, I think it's, I don't know. There's some teams where I, I, I just feel bad because people, they just get absolutely dumped on. And it's like, I, well, we talked about shredded like glitch a lot. A and, they, and it's like, I just think yeah. if they did a little bit of CG modification, bring up their, bring up their, uh, their ground clearance or all around the robot, just have ground scraping in the front, like mm. make adjustments and they can be really strong again. It's, it's, they're not absolutely. that far off. Yeah. We got two bots that had won, well, one that had shared co of the year and then this one that, you know, got it. Uh, well, should have gotten it, uh, in my opinion, uh, where it's, you know, it's a, I mean, this is going to be a, <laughs> this is going to be a, a knockout drag out fight, no matter what, because of how much energy both of these weapons have. Uh, and it's, yeah, I, I like Kyle's, you know, dedication to the bit where he had the little pencil mustache, you know, for, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't for think the, they did the, for the pizza this time, did they? No, nope. I feel like, no, but I, but, but I feel like that too. I believe so. Yeah. That's what I mean. It would have been, you know, it, it, I, I feel like that was, a. Uh, they're more emulsifier, but you know a Ripper only yeah. better. So during yeah. the filming, they announced they announced Rip as like the season seven rookie of the year. I don't know if I'm yeah. not supposed to say that. Uh, yeah. oh, I, I, I feel think, like it's but, implied. But it was during a filming session, so yeah. I don't I feel know. Like it's implied. Yeah, I think it's. I think it was just a thing where it's like they won the engineering bolt too, so yeah. they wanted to keep it yeah like even or fair. I don't yeah. know. Whatever. They had a great season, so yeah. it doesn't really matter oh, yeah. all that Abs- much. Absolutely. I mean, they've had a great season. Glitch, of course, has got has now gone from seven and zero to seven and six. Yeah. Rough so still got a winning record. Yeah, I know. After it's, all it, this, it's, it's, it's the Jameis Winston of BattleBots. It's the only thirty for thirty bot that could ever be. You know, where like I don't know. You guys don't watch football. Brandon might know what I'm talking about. Where like the Buccaneers over here, Tampa Bay. We had a uh, quarterback named Jameis Winston, and he's one of the few. I think he's the only quarterback to throw for 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions in in a season. Like just he it, it's always the big home run ball, you know, where it's it's no matter if anybody's open, he's throwing the ball down there. It doesn't matter. Somebody's um, somebody's down there somewhere. <laughs> exactly. Um but uh but yeah, no, it's it, it's been quite a turnaround for them and I I I feel really bad they got all their all their winning out in front and, and it, it didn't follow up in the previous in, in the their remaining season. Yeah, uh, I mean, the, I mean their, their schedule this year was a lot tougher as well. Oh, of course, and it's going to be, you know, yeah. for a, for a bot that had such a great season that they did. You know, I of feel course. like that's a victim of their success. We've talked about that endlessly, Jevin, with Hypershock, where like they have these on-off years uh, because they do really good, then they do really bad, and their schedule bounces back and forth to kind of compensate yeah. for their their goodness. <laughs> yep. So, absolutely. Yeah. The thing I'd like to point out about this fight that they didn't point out on the broadcast, which I wish they did, mm-hmm. which is the rips weapon right so rip is running so, uh, a hoop that's a little bit thinner than uppercut's hoop but uppercut's mm-hmm. hoop they couldn't even run because it was could it, it was undrivable right and in this fight fred's driving around glitch and rip mm-hmm. is flat yeah mm-hmm. yes. and you don't nobody mentions it just because it looks like a robot driving around but keep in mind, this robot, this weapon yeah, is almost doing as, yeah, that constantly. This is more a moment of inertia than the uppercut, like bar or the fist. Like this has more than that, and it's mm-hmm. close to the the uppercut hoop, and it's still driving around in circles with no lift. It's amazing. It's just ludicrous. Yeah, it is yeah. amazing. Like it, like it was mentioned right at the start of the season that kind of the kind of counter gyro weapon like mm-hmm. disc at the back. Mm-hmm. And this is in full effect. It's like working fully operational, and it's 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 crazy. Yeah, yeah. This a is tough such thing a about strange it. fight. Yeah, this is a tough yeah, thing about that. it, right? Because it's like 
the the ideal situation is that the robot looks normal right <laughs> so it's hard yeah. to point out because it's like look the robot it's driving it's normal <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely but you know it, it's it is amazing to watch in in like in action really because like it's it's kind of like when i remember like when beta first introduced the full magnet hammer and like it fires the hammer down and there's no recoil. The robot is flat. It, it looks so unnatural. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's similar this to that. On, on par, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very similar yeah, to that. You, you're expecting uh, both of these bots too, where I think it's, you know, Glitch has a, a, a different way of counteracting that that gyro by just having a really wide base, you know, so that mm -hmm. you, you don't you don't step around as much where your, your wheels are further out from that center of mass at the center that's spinning at ungodly speed. Uh, but uh, I feel like we've talked more about like what the bots look like than the fight because the fight was over so quick. It was like, very, <laughs> you know, very it, it 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 was as soon as uh, as soon as uh, Fred got around the back of uh, of Glitch, it was it was just it was just over. <laughs> uh, there was a couple of kissy moments, you know, at the beginning where like weapons are kind of sort of slicing against each other, and then into the corner, and then off comes the plate, and then they were already dead. He gave them an extra hit. He did ask, <laughs> at the very least. He was say. very loud in saying, do you want another one? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the tough thing, right, is is whether you hit them again. If, oh, of if, course. Well, it's the end of the tournament, so. Yeah, and it's one thing, too, where it's like, if the other team is still trying to get their robot moving, and it's twitching, yeah. then you can hit you, them you, again. You've got to hit them. You've got to hit yeah. them. Absolutely. For the content. I mean, they, they physically ask you to after a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> as, as we found out, um, there's, there's, there's a moment coming up later in the episode with Rip yeah. that was definitely for the content, but we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. Well, obviously, Ripper only goes through. Starchild and Hypershock was the last fight, Brandon. Oh, Brandon. Well, oh, my. But before we say, oh, Brandon, that <laughs> first exchange where you get yeah. a clean shot on top of Hypershock after the season you'd had... How good yeah. did that feel? I mean, it's funny they cut it bad. Well, I wouldn't say that. I don't want to. <laughs> but they cut it. They cut my reaction to it later. Like a, a half it was later. Yeah. Late. yeah. Uh, so I understand it, it, it'd be like that. But yeah, that was. I was. I was pretty stoked to see it get the hit it did. Uh, so it yeah, was nice. Absolutely. I mean, it was it was really cool to actually swing over and hit somebody the way that mm -hmm. the robot was supposed to work. Didn't do much damage yeah. as we wanted it to. So that's. Uh, and it's good. It's finally good data with respect to the robot hitting something, you know? Like, I have a robot. I I, I, have, I can hit things in the parking lot, but now we have data on it hitting a robot and what it does. So we can work with that. Um, we can use yeah. the footage that was on that to figure out how fast the weapon was going at the time and say, all right, well, where do we go from here? So Yeah, and there's a, there's a really nice shot in this episode where, like, right, right before leading up to your fight, you got a fight from, I think it was Penn Sword. Uh, where Star Child is fighting against, I have no idea what they're fighting against, and you get to it's actually like see, the viewers at home get to actually see what Star Child is supposed to do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, it was what funny. The, what it the was. three pounder can do. It was sword. Yeah, it was against me. I think that was from the final yeah. with oh, was Smee, uh, yeah. with Smee and Thunderchild, and Smee mm -hmm. just immediately pitted Thunderchild, and then I <laughs> fought with Smee for three minutes. <laughs> Poor Nate. <laughs> yeah. yeah unfortunately yeah, it's a tough fight to go against a smee like as a wedge like a rectangle wedge smee just kind of dominates those so yeah, yeah smee smee tends to do that <laughs> we've seen plenty of inf plenty of data on that Absolutely. Of data. well i mean the, the other thing to important thing to note in this fight is 
the change of driver for Hypershock because mm. it, it, it isn't Will driving, it is mm-hmm. his wife, Alex. Alex. Mm. Also, I'm going to make this and put this in writing. BattleBots, you posted on your Twitter or posted on somewhere that you're going to release the Remars All-Stars event. Please do that. We want to mm-hmm. see Alex driving. We want to see this. Why why, like the, why this is such a big deal? Right. We want to we want to see this lead up. You know, we want to see what's I mean, I, I don't know if they're going to add Will's commentary, too. So that would be kind of I funny. So. I, 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 I feel like so. the, I feel like maybe there may be some friendly jabs, <laughs> you know, because they're such they're such different style drivers where mm. Will is a balls to the wall. You know, the robot he tries is... to do fancier things he, he, like the, yes. the way that it's, it's described is like. Alex is very much more point and shoots, whereas Will yes. wants to do the, the drifts, wants to get round the yeah. sides, and like it can. Alex trusts the forks. Yes, absolutely. Alex trusts yeah. the in the ground game that they have, and um, it tends to pay off. Yeah, mm. absolutely. In terms yeah. of the damage from this fight, Brandon, you know, obviously at the start it wasn't too bad, and there was a, a little period when Hypershock's weapon stops. At that point, you're kind of thinking, okay, we, we might have a, a legitimate chance here, or what was the, the mindset? Oh, yeah, I mean, so the thing the thing was with this season is we came in with two sets of Tegris wheels with two-layer mm-hmm. Tegris, which was the more the set we had more confidence in. And then we also came with a set of a compressed thermoplastic named Curve, which we had were thinner and was more layers. And so we didn't have as much confidence in that. Well, unfortunately, during the fight nights, all four of our Tegris wheels got destroyed, uh, which, ugh, <laughs> so much money, man. Uh, right? Yeah, <laughs> so all of our wheels. Tegris wheels were wrecked. So we're like, all right, yeah. we have to run the curve wheels in this fight. And we drove to our square. And I, I mean, I've driven I've driven the 250 a lot. I've driven all these, these Star Child robots a lot. And it did like mm-hmm. this little warrant like parallelogram as it got to the square and, I, and I, it just felt wrong i was like oh no this is not gonna go well um and it's 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 really frustrating because i i i mean when you're in the fight you kind of like black out and you're just focused on the thing and i hadn't seen a video of this fight before and watching it now it's like dang if it's like if our mm-hmm. wheels it's like these and essentially that so before i go further the failure mode of them was once the rivet started to fail the layers started to splay mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. would just bend and shear against each other and it was like driving in mud so there was no rigidity once those once the rivets failed whereas the tegris if the rivets failed they still were uh relatively hard so mm-hmm. it was that was what ended up with being like doing us in because the wheels actually didn't take too much visible damage it's just when they would get to the ground they would fold over 90 degrees yes it's it's less, it was like watching bambi trying to stand up on ice where it's like yeah. okay i've got it i've got it let's try and, move. and then uh. crunch <laughs> right yeah exactly i figured out that if i had enough wheel speed i could keep the wheel i could keep the wheels straight yeah uh so that's what i was trying to do towards the end of the fight but that was just really disappointing to see because it was like it's one of those things where it's like I mean, we you can t- destructively test these things, but there's at some point you just kind of got to show up to BattleBots with what you have, and sometimes mm-hmm. it is good enough, and sometimes it's not good enough, and these just weren't good yeah. enough. So this is something yeah, you, we've been looking into. You can't just into. go, yeah, yeah. You can't just go somewhere and just build a build a Star Child and then build a a pseudo hypershock and then go to some bunker somewhere and see what would happen. You have yeah. to go to BattleBots. It's, it's unfortunately that, 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 we do not have infinite money. 
If we had no, exactly, money, that's another problem. <laughs> uh, it would be perfect, but we do not. So, yeah, yeah that yeah. was the disappointing thing on the damage. Is just like watching the fight. It's like, man, if the whales had just held up, like they're sh- like they're supposed to, it would have it would have mm-hmm. been a little bit better for us. And yeah, when the, their weapon went down, we we're like, oh, we got a shot now. And then the, the wheels yeah. were just not, we're just not having it. They they beat the yeah. they beat the snot out of the wheels. Credit to them. They did yeah. a great job on that, and we weren't able to hit another, get another really good exchange. Yeah. What does happen <laughs> at the end of the fight is. Um, I'm going to call it quantum entanglement. <laughs> in the one of the layers, or probably several of the layers, get all chewed up into the weapon of hypershock, and you just become one. Um, <laughs> yeah, they inhaled our wheel really bad at the end. Uh, it was not good. <laughs> and wonder, at the how end, how long was... did it take to take that apart? Ah, uh, I don't remember. It was a while. I think we. I think they. Yeah, they cut it. They cut it out. They cut the wheel out. Um, mm-hmm. they like there was essentially you look at star child it's got like the outer rim right this this outer rim right here like yeah. one of these yeah. spokes failed and like this entire outer rim just got inhaled into the wheel like sideways and so they just cut the they just cut the wheel section off pulled star child out and then i i don't know whether they took hypershock's weapon off i think they were able to once they do that just grab the wheels the wheel section and yank it out like a pull start on a lawnmower and it came out <laughs> yeah there you go oh dearie me i mean i think this fight it, i think was probably one of if not the best fight you'd had this season um yeah question from matt hedger also does um my girlfriend doesn't like robots great podcast name and mm-hmm. podcast in general um yes. what upgrades have you got planned for star child next season should you be accepted and they go on to say which you should be because they love star child so much <laughs> yeah i i think i i'm i think as far as getting in i think we have a decent decent shot i think the producers liked the robot i spoke with greg after the season and he was like oh great season you did did, did really well and i was like we, we lost all yeah. our fights man i'm glad it looks <laughs> like that greg <laughs> yeah i don't know but i mean like if you look but we, we look back at it and i yeah. certainly didn't i certainly was having a pretty rough time while we were there but we look back at it and it's like we yeah. had a couple of couple of fights of the week even though we got mulched we had we had cool fights the robot lasted three minutes every fight we're coming for that not no knockout streak by force um, <laughs> but we're, we're but we'll uh i i don't know the, the robot's cool as far as upgrades we we've really i mean it's been more than a year now since filming and we have yeah. gone through all kinds of stuff so we mm. have tested out different weapon sizes wheel sizes yes. and smaller weight classes we've done different ideas I don't it's my personal opinion that there's it's not just a as far as heavyweight goes we can't just like take a little bit of weight out here and there and there and then all of a sudden it will be 4 and 0 and win it win a not we need to really figure out conceptually how to make this robot work at 250 because what mm-hmm. works at 3 sometimes works at 250 but what not always so one thing, one concrete thing that I want to do as far as weapon is the weapon just did not have enough beans this year. And that was due to a decision that we made early on, which was our weapon drive was going to be two sixty-three seventy-four motors. Like that, we were like, all right, this is what we're going to do because we are extremely familiar with the motor setup. We're extremely familiar with the tuning. It's a lighter, it's a lighter weapon drive like it's it's definitely on the light on the light side but we're like all right we can do this we dynoed our motors we're like all right we can get like an eight second spin up with this we're like all right that's acceptable 
And then we put it in the box and we're like, that's just not acceptable. We can't have this slow of a spin up. So what I want to do is take the rip motor, the rip IPM and put it into star child. Uh, so it's going to be a little bit of a weight add. I think when it comes to all the batteries and everything, it's like two pounds add, but the rip, the rip IPM is extremely weight efficient. So it's actually not that bad. And we might actually be able to save a bit of weight because Ripperoni needs a lot of cooling because their motor, their spinning mass is so high. Since we have a lower spinning mass, we might not need that cooling, which would be yeah. really nice. We might actually have basically the same weight as this year's robot with way more weapon power. Thing is, is yeah. that we would hit the ground, we would hit the arena walls, we'd hit everything. We're just bleeding energy out of the spinner into stuff that's not the spinner or stuff that's not our opponent. So that's a concrete thing. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, uh, no, I was gonna say I'm, I'm, I'm still stuck on the cooling part where I'm like, you know, because Ripperoni's, you have to use dry ice to cool the darn thing. I just think it would be a cool effect to see like, like smoke dry ice like smoke coming the, yeah. out of the nostrils or something like that. A star yeah. like the theming just kind of that would be think perfect. it's for dramatic cool. effect. You know, yeah. <laughs> that would be super cool. <laughs> anyway, cool. yeah. So it's like as far as the con concept, I think we need to take a good look at the concept and figure something else out. Not that's wildly different, but will uh, be more competitive at 250. And the other challenge, too, is that these wheels were so unreasonably hard to source and expensive. We want a design that's going to be less reliant on the Tegris than the 2022 robot. So those are kind of our what we're looking at. And we, like I said, we have there's a, a whiteboard in our Discord that has all of these different ideas that we that we have and we've been testing out different ones and looking at all this kind of stuff so can't say for sure but there's definitely it's definitely going to look different it'll definitely be uh really cool still exciting, exciting times. times on the horizon 100 yep. you know and, and you know we're not just saying this because you hear like star child is just such a unique and different approach in modern day robot combat and I think BattleBots have been better for it, so thank you for making it happen. It's... Kenny certainly loves saying the word thwack. So <laughs> exactly, it's 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 such a it's a, such a silly concept in today's kind of four wheel drive box meta, but it, but this is the design to stop that kind of similar to yeah. how huge is. So hopefully we get to see it in, in the future where you, you get that kind of kind of same run really. You get to fight robots that you're designed to fight because obviously this year you fought huge. You're not really designed to fight that. Mammoth, we know what they can do to big wheel robots, so... I just... BattleBots love going, ha the big wheel thing should do the thing, or the big <laughs> robot should fight, and it's like, oh, yeah. you're ignoring... The whole like, point! The whole yeah, point! And it's like, and it's like they... I understand why they do... Like, they got what they wanted. Look, they they got yep. two... We got two of our four Fight Night fights, two of them were fights of the week. Like, they got what they wanted, right? Mm -hmm. But the... If for us, it was tough, because this... I mean, this, this 2022 is such a tight deadline with respect to the build. Like, Ripperoni has had three, three configurations at the beginning, and basically at the end, it was like their main configuration and then their horizontal one, which wasn't even what they initially wanted to run against horizontals. For us, we only had one configuration. There's only one Star Child configuration that exists. So it was one of those things where it was like, all right, we are designing to fight small vertical spinners and small drums, small horizontals, that kind of thing. And then we didn't get that, right? And mm -hmm. that was a mistake on our, hand, on our end. I don't, I don't really regret it because we showed up with a working robot that we delivered and put on fights. But in the future, we absolutely need to be more prepared to fight robots that are not 
small vertical spinners, small drums, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So that's right. on us in the future to be to be more prepared for that. So we need to configurations. Fair, we need stuff to if we get a big robot again, if we get a big control bot or something, we need to be able to fight them. Mm. They've got most of it out of their system now in the <laughs> matchups kind of thing. There's yeah. there's very few other big robots they can really put you against unless something new turns up. So yeah, absolutely. All, all small four wheel drivers. The rest of the way, it's all good. Yeah, perfect. There you go. Absolutely. Moving on from our first round, our hypershock, going through. No. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. But go ahead. But like this, this fight. Oh my lord. This is honestly the fight of this tournament. Good um, lord. I'm so mad I, I, I didn't get to see Colby or Hypershot 2 in person. You I'm know, because the fight so I saw was over so quick. I'm so mad that I'd forgotten that this fight... Had already like, happened. Well, no, I knew it had already happened. I, I'm... At this point in recording, me and David are really dragging, and uh, I'm not sure a lot of this bracket went in. Um, certainly, <laughs> I forgot how good this fight was when it came on as fight of the week i had yet to re-watch the episode itself and so i watched it as fight of the week and i was like oh man this is a good one. like yeah. so back and forth the, the, the grab that one grab yeah. of just carrying hypershock over oh even will comments after the fight like he goes straight up to kevin like dude that grab into the into the shelf wow i mean it was just it's what you love to see, like you know, these the, the two hyperactive robots. They're so you know energetic the way they move. Mm. This is what the first fight should have been, and you know we know that Claw Viper. I, think I mean, the used... first fight was still very good. It was, but like yeah, Claw, but Claw Viper was... was using like a different. I think they used the older tires that were kind of a bit more worn down, yeah. and they were using like a rotated parts, if you like, so kind of like they were mm -hmm. a little bit more worn down. This was a, a as fresh a Claw Viper they could make because. They knew that this was potentially their last fight, whereas they probably knew they were already in the tournament and wanted to save bits. Yeah. In the original fight, but this is just all-out action. You know, the, it was it was yeah. great, wasn't it? Oh, you, you, oh. yeah. You had the, you had the first half of this fight, which is a a Kevin Milchewski driving masterclass, going around and trying to just avoid this such a scary weapon on Hypershock. Uh, does an exceptional job. Uh, basically just con controlling the entirety of the f of, of the the first half of this fight yeah he does take a few a few licks because how are you not going to it's it's i i've made the hand in the blender uh analogy before where like i mean unfortunately there's going to be some cuts and bruises when you're fighting something as scary as this uh, mm -hmm. and i thought it was going to be difficult too because he loses the top of his lifting arm very early in this fight uh and there's uh there's not much uh there's not as much you know grip you know to be able to to, to grab hypershock going th going through here but still finds a way uh still finds a way to to really try to knock Alex off her game because she I I feel like the deliberate nature of her driving kind of hurt her in this fight where like if this was will possibly driving it would have been it, it, I feel like it would have been crazier mm -hmm. <laughs> you know with driving but uh with 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 Kevin being able to be more able to keep up with her uh in this fight. Also, Kenny, not her second fight ever. Uh, there's way more fights, and we're going to see them, right? Soon, hopefully. Um, I feel like if I say it more, it'll happen faster. Uh, yeah. So, so it, it, there's there's just so many good moments in this fight, and it's it, it, it deserved fight of the week. Uh, and I feel like, unfortunately, for, for Kevin, uh, Alex finds her spots and then just starts pouring on the hits. Mm -hmm. And it gets to a point where 
toward the end of this fight, she, this kind of starts to I feel like though she's not even aiming at times. There are times I, where she's yeah. just like, "There's the robot, drive at it." Yes, and just, just still go. getting yep. massive connections, claw yeah. vipers flying through the air. It's such an impressive feat from yeah. from Alex to to do the big hypershock thing, to do yeah. as Kenny like, loves to call it, the berserker barrage. Moment. So I'm really stupid, and I run out of space at my PC. So apologies if there's a bit <laughs> of a, a a weird cut here, but. Long story short, Sam's, Sam's computer just filled with so much porn. Clearly, <laughs> clearly, endless, endless amounts of porn. Um, um, Hypershock beat Claw Viper in one of the fights of the season. Go watch on YouTube. Yeah. It's, on, it's now on YouTube. It's on YouTube. It's yeah, now I am there interested because and... they've been doing two fights of the week. I wonder what the other one will be. I don't yeah. want to be the final oh, this week. Yeah. Before we move on to like, I want to I want to comment on the fact that like you have the Hypershock groupies. And then you have Kevin at the end there. <laughs> just, for the, just for the decision. It just he, he looks so alone. <laughs> There's nobody here to pat him on the back and say, you really did good. You did a great job. He it did. was a unanimous decision, too, which I, I it sort of, you know. It makes sense, uh, but it's, it, yeah. even if it's unanimous, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't reflect on. Close. Yeah, it doesn't reflect right, on, on Kevin favorably. It means but, that yeah. the judges have done their, their job. job correctly. Yeah. Correct. Absolutely. And it may well still have been a reasonable decision in there. Mm. Um, exactly. Obviously, Absolutely. damage goes hypershock. Yeah. Um, yeah. Aggression ends up hypershock as well, but not all of it. Control probably may lean towards Claw Viper. I don't know, but... Mm. Tough to say. Fights... Well, the of the fight was Ripperoni and Monsoon. I, it was right there! It was yeah. right there, and then it was on fire, and then it uh, wasn't there anymore. So, so something from this fight, another... So this was where everything started to go downhill, because the sleep went down, the partying went up, and it all just got weird. So the thing, <laughs> yeah. the, the thing that, I, that... They cut the walkouts for this fight, which is very disappointing, and I want to get this walkout out there, because... It was possibly my favorite moment of the entire event. And I'm going to change my background to it here so you can see. So okay. essentially, we were like, we, our, our walkouts were getting sillier and sillier as the event was going on. Yeah. And so let's get this. Is it? I was trying to type this in. Well, all right, there we go. There we go. Good. All right. So this is from our walkout. I'm going to slink down here so you can see. So, uh, <laughs> so there's so much. There's so much good here. Number this one, is... Rory Charlesworth wearing a monsoon shirt during the during the intro. That is outstanding. Yeah. Number two, we have the we have a Home Depot bucket labeled yeah. Boston Harbor with a <laughs> of which we open up one of the Ripperoni boxes, take a bunch of tea bags out of, and throw it into the bucket. <laughs> it was wonderful. And then the other thing that doesn't that they don't even really show on the episode, they only really show Anna the, or this this fight is that Anna and Fred are swapped. Like, yes, they're <laughs> opposite wearing, completely. Anna's wearing she always Fred's has the hat backwards. Yeah, you know, Anna's wearing the come Fr out Fred's and... outfit, and Fred <laughs> is wearing a pizza choker and a backwards hat, and his hair is down. <laughs> Like this it's is this is wonderful. Why did this yeah. get cut? This is content. Yeah. This is content. I am so sad. This was so <laughs> funny. And it got yeah. cut. Ah, disappointing. Uh, anyway. Release the Brandon cut, Greg. <laughs> yeah, there right. Anyways, on to the actual do you, fight. Do you know the story, Brandon, of how me and David, both in the Beetleweight scene in the UK, managed to not notice Rory Charlesworth for two weeks at BattleBox? <laughs> and how one Rory Charlesworth Missed me and David for two weeks at BattleBots. We just didn't see each other. And I, we didn't know that he was there. And he didn't know we were there. 
Two weeks. It's a long time to not notice <laughs> yeah, somebody from the same country you, as you. Yeah, I was to say, because you saw, like, I remember seeing you at some point, yeah. whether, I don't know whether you're in the pits or in the stands and waved high or whatever, but yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Two weeks. The, the fact that I, I had to tell you, oh no, he's there. Two I know he's there. passing in the night. Just, he was just To be fair, the last time I saw him, he had the, the like, the bowl cut. So to see him with different haircut, he was fully in disguise. No idea. Well, that's why you didn't see him then. You were looking for the bowl cut then. That's your excuse. Well, I wasn't. I wasn't even looking for the bowl cut. I didn't <laughs> know to look for, for him. <laughs> um, yeah, Rory, Rory's been involved for a couple of years now. He was yeah. supposed to. You were supposed to make it out in season six or with P one five. Yeah, with P one, mm. and it just wasn't. Didn't. It couldn't happen because of COVID. I remember uh, him. And, um, like he was helping out with parallax over here for a while because obviously luke bought parallax over and my team to definitely go once upon a time fought parallax and extreme robots and rory was there at the time and was like oh that's kind of an interesting connection and as you write you know he, he's he's kind of been in there behind the scenes with p1 for a good while now as well like yeah rory's been around forever which is funny because he's never showed up on the season because it's been three COVIDs or two COVID seasons in a row. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, he was finally able to make it out for season seven, which was mm -hmm. very funny. He's a great guy and we'd love He's to lovely. have him. So He's wonderful. Yeah, completely agree. Um, you mentioned that this is where things started to go wrong as well. It, the, yeah. the Not just for the team, because <laughs> at this stage, well, Ripperoni's had a stellar season up to yeah. this point. It's only lost to Black it's Dragon. It's got a lot of fights on it now. You know, this, yeah. is, this, this, poor, this poor machine has had a long, long run. That amazing fight with Black Dragon, where it eventually just kind of broken, eventually lost, and yeah. you can tell it's going to give it tired because I mean, as you said, it was kind of a rush to get both these, you know, yourselves with Starchild and Ripperoni together in time, and in this fight, there's one massive hit at the start, and both robots are just really suffering, and I think Monsoon's yeah. suffering slightly less. It was still oh, well, Monsoon was on fire. I don't know how that's possible. It, I mean, it, 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 it recovered and, and was able to <laughs> yeah. extinguish the flyer, I think, by the looks yeah. of it. But... Yeah, they spun up fast enough to put it out. I, mean, I so think it was one side of drive went down, which is... Correct. Um, I imagine Rory is fuming about that. Maybe it wasn't a Vesk. Maybe it wasn't a Vesk. Who knows? Maybe it well, a it was a Vesk. Oh, no! But it wasn't because, like, Vesk, ahaha, Vesk problems. It was because Rip hit monsoon's front armor so hard that it penned a, a, a point about this big and socked the vesk literally just punched the vesk <laughs> oh, so that's not his it wasn't yeah it wasn't just like oh vesk bad no it was actually like penetrated armor and punched i thought it was a vesk i seem to recall it was a vesk but at the yeah. time having chatted to the team yeah, yeah there's also, a yeah. go ahead sorry yeah. No, go ahead. Sorry, I'm just. Oh, I was saying, there's just, I, I don't know where the picture is, but m maybe somebody will put it out at some point. But Monsoon's front got the Rip doinked them pretty good. It's yeah. probably one of the better hits that Rip has delivered all season, even though it wasn't yeah. quite as dramatic, but it was a really unbelievably good hit. Yeah, it's maybe, maybe Tim shouldn't have asked. Tim shouldn't have asked if there was chicken on the pizza because uh, they sure, uh, they sure <laughs> found out in a weird way. The commentary in this fight is actually very, very good. I feel like Chris and Kenny do a very good job kind of keeping an eye on on the teams and you know making sure. I don't know how much how much uh, I don't know how much Chris and Kenny do uh, like you know VO replacement. You know because mm. I know there's definitely there's definitely some uh, that that they do after the fact. Um, because you can only get so much done, I guess, at, at the event, and then editors yeah. will come back and say, "Hey, can we? We need this fill here. We need this here." So, um, but uh, 
but yeah, monsoon does the thing. It's a sin, you know. It's it's third it, time it's, this it's, season it's done it. I mean, it, it's it did not, it. It's it not very Black becoming Dragon. of it. Did it against Black Dragon? Did it against Sawblaze? And did it here against Ripperoni as well? Um, yeah. To sum up, Monsoon's return to BattleBots phenomenal. Yeah, I I think the, so. Yeah, the best British robot this in season. the world. In the world, <laughs> it is. It is gone the furthest in all competitions. Mm-hmm. And well, it didn't quite get to the final, like Cobalt, British, whatever. It, uh, Cobalt was not British in that episode. No, it wasn't. It was no, absolutely not. No part of it. <laughs> but you know, Monsoon coming back from the you know a couple of seasons away, we, we we kind of mentioned before, like they kind of did iterate as they were whilst they were away. Yeah. The effects have been have paid off, and good good for them. And I hope we see Monsoon again. I'm sure we will do. I'm sure we will. I mean, do. we're already seeing it over here in the UK. Absolutely ruining Zadkiel's run. Poor Zadkiel. <laughs> just like yeah. Zadkiel was up there only, as the top three winning machines of there's like only two current times. Active spinners in the UK, and it's just Monsoon and Zadkiel, and Monsoon just keeps battering Donald Zadkiel. Thump. Absolutely. Active spinners sitting and crying. I mean, Donald Thump. Donald really Thump spin. does spin. Does it? Yes. Okay. He sure does spin a lot of things. I've anyway. watched it hit things. Okay, fair enough. Um, but Rip Brody <laughs> does go through to. Yep final um, they survived the rainy day as as anna puts it because it was not a it was not an easy victory by any stretch but how how big was the repair job going into the hypershock oh. fight brandon because it looked like ripper it was like at this point as i've said it was starting to suffer it was, it was i thought it was a little bit unfair they put up they they, put, they made it look like we were just like i mean we were all tired and exhausted oh, yeah. and everything but they made it look like we were like on your knees, sort of like thing. slaving on our yeah. knees to get this robot back together. Yeah, it, it was another rebuild. So Rip had an Rip had an issue this year where when it delivered massive shots, and since it did that every fight, there's mm-hmm. a couple of weld seams in the back that kept splitting. And the issue is, is that in order to re-weld those, you need to take everything out of the robot. So the whole team got really good, and especially here when all of the Starchild people were available to help rip. It's like, you see a lot of the shots in the pits and it's like me and Spocky and Rory and Amanda and all these people are all both helping with the, uh, with the, the rip effort as well. So we had the people, we had the parts. It was, but at the end it was definitely, there was like, there was one weapon left. There was one motor left. There was like one chassis left. We had one of, we had one of everything, but it was, it was, we, we tore it down to nothing between monsoon and hypershock and put it back together uh mm. which was a bit there's a bit of work but uh i mean anna did a really good job they actually got video we actually saw video of anna welding which is cool yes they hadn't they usually don't show that so it was nice to see that and yeah no it was it was it was, it was an rebuild but it wasn't it wasn't horrific it's good to hear yeah. now uh, before we get to the final jevon how right. split were your loyalties in this fight? Because you have fallen in love with Ripperoni this year. Mm-hmm. As have many. As have many, but I think you, you are a big Ripperoni enjoyer. And Hypershock, as you can see, kind of to your right, is your original love interest. So where do your loyalties lie? I've got, I've got both of them here. <laughs> right, okay, so you're um, sitting on the fence. I am. For this fight, my loyalties were with Hypershock. You know me. I, it's very difficult for me to root against them. Um, to the point where, even if I think they're going to lose, I will still root for them. Um, this this is an episode in which, if Hypershock wins it, 
I'm over the moon. If Ripperoni wins it, I'm over the moon. If Monsoon <laughs> wins it, I'm over the moon. Um, <laughs> you know, same just like going said to space. For, for Shatter, for Claw Viper. As I said at the very top of this episode, I love almost all of the robots in this bracket. There's not one I dislike in this bracket. Let me put it that way. I like them all. I love most of them. Um, and, and so when this final came around, I, I was sitting on tenterhooks. And I think for me, the most disappointing thing with this final wasn't the fact that Hypershock lost. And it wasn't the fact that Ripper only won because I was thrilled for them because they deserved it. I was a little bit gutted that it wasn't as entertaining a fight as I as know it the two robots definitely can do. Absolutely. Um, the, but, it was a very... I felt it was it kind was one of for the purists. because there were yeah. some big hits early on mm. and that kind of ruined both of those robots' days. Yeah. <laughs> um, this, is, this is one of those fights that I think BattleBots Battlebot, will put an asterisk next to and say, hey, let's look at this as a future fight for the future for future season because I feel like we didn't get exactly the fight that we were looking for yeah. as well. well I, I feel like production... Is would would mark that and say hey let's try this again in the future because th- this has the meat and potatoes of a a really good good fight um there's but... one monumental hit from ripperoni that sends hypershock mm-hmm. into a crazy spiral through yeah. the end it's <laughs> yeah. the most i've ever seen hypershock gyro in the air um but yeah it, that was a huge hit and at that point you're just like I do, like, this is kind of the consequence of the rule change. Like, they did mention it in the episode, the rule change going into season seven, where any movement is movement. And in the past, this fight would have, I think, would have just been stopped quite early on. Yes. I really hope that people don't call for a rule change back on it because of this one fight. Like, this is, this is, it's it's probably the lesser of two evils. Like, there's less grey area, certainly. But this is also the consequence of that rule change. Now, Mm -hmm. before we go any further... I've just noticed for video watchers the background change of Brandon's. Yeah. Which is Ripperoni being carried into battle on P1. <laughs> it's a fantastic. A wonderful moment. And me and David both went, it's P1. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it, it started to go downhill as far as the, <laughs> the, the, everyone was just so exhausted at this point. We we're like, well, it would be funny. Put it, it on P one. We so. we applaud it. It was hilarious. We enjoyed it greatly. So that is very good. We we're just like, well, we'll just do this, and then we'll just put P one in the arena, and then and then they didn't let us do anything more of, of goofiness. They're like, just get your stuff and leave. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> the, I think the other thing that hindered this fight for me is nothing on the teams and nothing on the robots. It's that me and David were like, if we were dragging in that last one. We were on the floor for this one. We were really quite unwell. Um, happily not with COVID. We managed to dodge that bullet, but we we had really fluey, awful conditions. And mm. um, we managed to drag ourselves to the top of the stands to hide from the cameras, basically. So yeah. we were there to watch the fights and nothing more. We weren't even chanting fight at this point. We had very little voice left. I feel and... like if we ever go back, a, a bunch of us together, we need to learn to pace ourselves because those yeah. first couple filmings, the we first really two went days, hard. we went we so hard in the first week. ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, were on yeah. three lozenges a day by day three, and <laughs> it was rough. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, there's as usual. The little book has little notes, and 
in this one, it's Jevon is sad, everything is gloomy, want to go home now, which I don't feel is a reflection of the fight at no, all. It's, it's a reflection well, of from my a, mental state. From a Omega Team point of view, Brandon, um, talk us through this fight. I mean, obviously, Hypershock, I mean, as you already know from first-hand experience, is a big threat. Yeah. Talk us through it. Yeah, so I mean, as far as this fight goes, the thing that surprised me from the start was I was surprised that they ran the plow. I 100% expected them to run forks. So um, it's just strange. I was surprised to see that. Uh, and so as far as the fight goes, obviously there's only a couple of exchanges that are really relevant here. If you look at the one where Rip loses the drive, we've looked at it quite a few times in retrospect. So what we think oh, happened was when, yeah, when they, they, we get hit up in the air, but the hit isn't directly on the wheel. And then the wheel kind of lands sideways on the ground and mm -hmm. it's a little bit of a tangential hit and what we think happened was the since that polyurethane wheel has a lot less bounce and give than the big wheel it just there's an intermediate jack shaft in the transmission that just immediately shattered and so i mean the nice thing is in the future we just beef up those components it's perfectly fine but for this that was what happened and so it wasn't even like there was something where it wasn't like it was something before the fight, all that. It just it, it got hit and it broke, right? So yeah. could have happened in any of the fights, but it just happened to ha it just happened to happen there. So that was a little bit disappointing on their end. But Fred has is an extremely experienced driver and has driven verts and horizontals in every weight class and knows how to win fights like that, which is kind of funny, right? Because you said you talked about the rule change. This you haven't really seen many fights where it's just a crab walk fight with both weapons still at full rip. And Fred did a really, really, really good job of not not lose not, not losing the fight. That they had already won kind of more exchanges than they had lost. So we kind of knew that if it stayed that way, they would be good. But Fred did a really good job of trying to bait Hypershock out, trying to get them to overextend into a position where they would be more vulnerable but in the end not uh putting rip in a position where it would get doinked either so uh mm -hmm. as as unfortunately disappointing as the fight was fred did a really good job of winning like, ugly yeah winning ugly right and so it was a it was not the most exciting fight ever but they got it got through it and and moved on wait do indeed and i'm i'm still trying to figure out how hypershock loses drive on their right hand side because Rip Cha the, chain, the, the chains left. fall out you can see the, the chain on the floor chain goes yeah but like so the shock goes through the robot and breaks the chain on the mm -hmm. other side that they didn't even hit mm -hmm. yeah didn't i even think hit. what i've heard through the grapevine is that their chain their chains weren't as aligned as they needed to be uh, mm -hmm. But that's just yeah, rumor. I haven't there, spoken yeah. to that. I haven't spoken to that firsthand. I haven't. I'm not no. sure if that's totally accurate. But that mm -hmm. would make sense in that, especially if the whole robot is in slow motion. You can watch these yeah. robots flex, right? Rip yeah. hits them, and if the whole robot flexes, it might flex in such a way that those two shafts, yeah. especially if the yeah. we the talked about parallelogram shapes earlier. Yeah, you know, especially <laughs> if it goes if it goes like this, right? Now yeah. all of a sudden there's no space it's left for the chain. Changes <laughs> breaks. So yeah, that's where they happen. I would so. love in the future for BattleBots to introduce just one slow mo camera in there somewhere, like hyper, you know, so many frames per second, and it would just be. Well, we had the thermal this year, so it's not out of the realm. Oh, of no, it's not. 
It's not. Get the, get the slow-mo guys there with their phantoms. That'd be great. Absolutely. It'd be good, wouldn't it? But it does mean Ripperoni moves on to the field of champions. I mean, what a and fairy tale story for this it's, robot. It's <laughs> absolutely the right robot to go through to join the likes of Free Shipping and, um, and Shredded Bro. And Shredded Bro <laughs> in things that I would not have picked to get into this stage, but absolutely deserve to be oh, here. Yeah. I mean, what was your, your kind of reaction to the whole kind of season as a whole really Brandon because obviously you bought Starchild okay it's a very novel concept it's very different to what's out there but Ripperoni whilst having elements of you know innovation let's say you know but how surprised were you that Ripperoni was as good as it was uh, I mean Rip down the stretch was a sprint like and a sprint of sprints down the stretch as in the flywheel the initial flywheels i don't know if you've heard this story before but the initial flywheel so the flywheel the cross section of the flywheel is a c shape mm -hmm. right and so there's a the, it comes back up in the middle and there's a hub for the pulley and all that but the cross section is a c shape and the first time they spun it up the and it weighs i think like 15 20 ish pounds right it's like a big pie dish it's like a big heavy pie dish and when they spun it up the first time, just under the, I think it was like to 50 or 75%, just under the centrifugal forces, because it's not hardened steel, the entire thing turned into like this and expanded under its own weight by like three eighths of an inch <laughs> radially. It is terrifying. So they're like, we can't run this because this is going to turn into a bomb in the box because at one point the thing is just going to fail and once one piece comes off, now it's unbalanced and the whole thing just grenades. So the that was a that was found out at the last minute and they actually had to have new ones machined and shipped to Vegas to meet us at the event. And so everything really came together at a super late stage for a rip and they did unbelievably well so it's like it was super happy for them they did great they won a bolt it was really cool uh they they, they had but that was man that was a scramble for them getting that robot together towards the towards the end but they did a great job of doing it uh as for us i mean it was disappointing because ours was a little bit of the opposite right we were we were driving for weeks before ship day we were running the weapon i was practicing doing all this stuff and then when the actual filming happened, everything just went uh, upside down. I got COVID the day we were supposed to, like, it wasn't like the day of, but it was like the day before we were supposed to fly out. And so spent five days that I couldn't be there. And the sixth day after, due to their, their protocols, and the sixth day after was the day of the overhaul fight. So I flew to Vegas, tested negative on set, as per their protocols mm -hmm. and fought in the overhaul fight and Crazy. that that week that prior week was just like one of the most stressful weeks of my life because it's like all this stuff i feel like i'm letting my team down i'm not there with my team where i should be uh, i was brutal trying to figure all that stuff out and we were having issues like our batteries that we had specced out were not what they sh were not giving the current they should have been and were exploding fred had a battery explode in his hands mm -hmm. in the pits that was fresh out of the box. We we're doing with all this really stressful stuff. Um, it was brutal. And as far as the, se the rest of the season went, obviously for Star Child, it didn't get much better on the winning front. So that was just really tough. And it has been really tough. And 
even watching. It's like, oh, cool. We got the huge fight this week. Yay, we get to watch ourselves <laughs> get mulched. I um, mean, it's been really tough to see the robot just get absolutely dumped on in on social media and stuff like that. But I think we're in the end going to be better off for it. There's a lot of stuff that we've been able to learn from the season. Um, and like I said, Rip had an unbelievable time. So, yeah. and, it, and that was with, at the beginning, like the producers, the initial thought was that Rip was like borderline to get in. It, mm. They were accepted a week after Star Child was. So now they've solidified their place. So we have a lot more confidence in that going forward. So mm. the the whole, the to, to bring it all together, it was definitely a really stressful, hard season. A lot of stuff that you don't see on TV that made it complex and challenging, mm-hmm. but uh, kind of now can find a put it kind of put a bookend on it and move forward. And hopefully next season will be better. And I don't get sick the week yeah. before the event. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, there's, there's, there's. <laughs> I don't. While you're talking, I'm also watching the, the the very end of this fight, and I keep replaying this moment where you guys get announced as the winner and then you see Fred jumping around and something, I don't know if it's a pin or something hops out of his lapel pocket. And he just leaves to catch it. The way that his body just moves just is making me smile. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you guys, and then you stoic in the background. I feel like, I feel like it's a, it was a, it was a, a relief that, uh, you know, you, that you got through that one. Cause that was definitely a, a fight where you, it was like bots on bungee cords. They just couldn't touch each other. You know, it was like reverse tug of war. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm glad you guys got the got your you really you really did have your your, your day in the sun. You know, it, it really was a a very uh, it, it, it's 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 one of the better rookie seasons we've ever seen from rookie bot. You know, it's it, it really had it had everything, you know, it had it had it had fights that were like this and it had fights that were just pure chaos, uh, win or lose. Uh, and that was that that was that was the whole deal. And it was it was nice to have that kind of content. You know, it's I mean, it's it's it, like like it's 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 very it's very nice to have bots that make you smile. You know, I feel like it's just you know it just it's just good fun and it's effective. That I mean, that's that's exactly that's exactly what you what you need. So hundred percent. And you know, thank you for bringing two really cool robots of bots as well. Yeah. You just you know, obviously it's not just yourself; it's the rest of the team as well. But yeah, thank you for bringing two exceptional and interesting designs. It's, it's, it's really yeah, cool to see. It is our yeah. pleasure, of course, and we are oh, very cool. glad that people enjoy them. That's the that's the big thing, is making people, making stuff that people want to watch and enjoy watching, so mm-hmm. we appreciate that for sure. Yeah. But that is that. We have our field for the finals. Oh my. So, Jevin, obviously you know who won, Brendan, you know who won. At the time, though, we'll go for predictions. Jevin, who did you think was going to win the field of champions at the end i don't think i was thinking at that point um <laughs> steve if, if i were to look at the field so, and, yeah and see who is there who like we got to see who was fighting who uh, at the end of this episode so if i were to if if it was now and i haven't seen it or anything like that my prediction would be sawblaze mm. yeah okay steve looking and i have the bracket up here now too i i feel like this the way that this bracket was set up we were headed toward a sawblaze endgame final i i feel like that was very possible uh there's there's definitely some you know options here uh that could be i mean i i I honestly could see man that that, that's just the best part about this too it's like any of these bots could could go on a run and go all the way to the to the end but i i i i actually thought 
going into this, I thought it was going to be like a Sawblaze, like a, a twofer, that they would have their their giant nut and their golden bolt to screw together. I feel like that, that it, we, be quite we the were story, going to see. Be quite the story. That would be that would be remarkable. And they'd have to do it, it on, on air so people time, can actually yeah. stop Finally. asking those questions. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I think, uh, what was it? Uh, I feel like Aaron did it. He did, uh, yeah, with, he had, with, yeah. With, with different tantrums. <laughs> he, yeah. he did it during one of the posts uh, when they did the awards. Uh, hey, Brandon, you still had the horse in the, in the race, so to speak. Did you think that Ripperoni could could go all yeah. the way? Did are you we... guys know the draw, or it, like, did they, or, or was this more like, all right, who's up next? Who's up next? You know, did you know uh, the future of what your fights were going to be? Had you kept winning? I think we, yeah. I mean, I think we, the bracket was out. I don't think they just, I don't think they just gave us the four fights and went from there. I think that we had, I think the bracket was was completely out there. It was, I mean, but it was mostly just keeping like i said earlier keeping the your opponent in front of you as your sole focus and going yes. going from there because i mean this we and we obviously wanted rip rip to win as much yeah. as we could but it was this was getting towards the end of the end this was i think all i think all of this tournament happened on one day i think maybe maybe one and a half mm -hmm. uh but it was really really tight down the stretch and yeah. so we were definitely running out of parts on rip and it was yeah. getting to the getting to the end yeah. so and at, at, at this point you know it, it's very possible you'll have to go through three former champions you know like you like think about this you'd have to go through possibly tantrum sawblaze and endgame <laughs> all all in one go that's uh that's, the that's a tall ass path. it's the <laughs> toughest part of the top isn't it it really is yeah. so for for me i kind of boil it down to who has fought the least mm-hmm and given that they both went up fairly early on in the competition, I'd say that going into this tantrum and endgame of the two favourites. Yeah, the freshest, yeah. Exactly. They've only done five fights and six fights, respectively. Mm -hmm. And as a result, given that endgame tends to come on out on top against tantrum, and by that I mean they fought three times and won three times, Yeah, uh, I'm going to give it to endgame. But we'll see. Who knows? Next week we'll have to try and find out who's... Uh, securing the biggest dub of them all but brandon thank you so much for your time it's always a pleasure talking to you and you know your analysis and fight breakdowns are just top stuff so thank you for your time as always and hopefully we'll see you again soon hopefully we'll see you in the uk again for an event yeah absolutely Ho hope to see you guys soon yeah it was a blast coming on i always enjoy chatting with this stuff with you guys so it's been uh it's been fun so yeah hope to see you guys soon absolutely but that said though i have been summer at 64 i've been steve the american killjoy I have been World of Woodrow. And Brendan. Oh! <laughs> and I'm Brendan Zalewski! Yeah! Believe it or not! There it is. There it is. <laughs> I didn't realize I was being cued! It's fine. It's no, fine. it's okay. We, we always, thank you very uh, much that... for watching. <laughs> of course. <laughs> the three of us will see you next week for the Golden Bolt Tournament. We'll see you then.